നമസ്കാരം വെൽക്കം ടു സി ഇ ടി നയൻറ്റി ത്രീ എഫ് എം ദിസ് ഇസ് ശ്രീജി ഗോപിനാഥൻ ടുഡേ വി ബ്രിങ് യു എറ്റ് അനദർ ഓഫറിംഗ് ഇൻ ദ സീരീസ് ഫീച്ചറിംഗ് ഇന്ത്യൻ വിമൻ റൈറ്റേഴ്സ് ഇൻ ദിസ് എപ്പിസോഡ് വി ബ്രിങ് യു പോയം ആൻഡ് എ ഷോർട്ട് സ്റ്റോറി എഡിറ്റഡ് ബൈ ഹസീന പി എച്ച് കോൺസെപ്റ്റ് ആൻഡ് റിയലൈസേഷൻ ബൈ മീര സിദ്ധാർത്ഥൻ The poem titled The Village Song is by the prominent poetess and freedom fighter who was known as the Nightingale of India, Srimati Sarojini Naidu. A champion of civil rights, women's emancipation and anti-imperialistic ideals, she was drawn to Indian National Congress at a very young age and became a follower of Mahatma Gandhi and his idea of Swaraj. Sarojini Naidu became the first woman to hold the office of the governor in the dominion of India. She wrote poems on several topics including for children. Her poetry was noted for its imagery and lyrical beauty. In the poem The Village Song, she expresses her wish to see young girls enjoying freedom in life. Interestingly, she wrote it in the early 20th century when it was common for girls to be married off as soon as they reached puberty. Although things have changed a lot from those days, the conversation happening in this poem is relevant even today. Sujata Unnikrishnan recites the poem for us. Honey child, honey child, Hither are you going? Would you cast your jewels all To the breezes blowing? Would you leave the mother Who on golden grain has fed you? Would you grieve the lover Who was riding forth to wed you? Mother mine to the wild forest I am going. Whereupon the champa bows The chamba buds are blowing to the coil haunted river rails where lotus lilies glisten the voices of the fairy folk are calling me oh listen honey child honey child the world is full of pleasure of bridal songs and cradle songs and sandal scented leisure your bridal robes are in the loom silver and saffron glowing Your bridal cakes are on the hearth. Oh, whither are you going? The bridal songs and cradle songs of cadences of sorrow. The laughter of the sun today, the wind of death tomorrow. Far sweeter sound the forest notes where forest streams are falling. Oh, mother mine, I cannot stay. The fairy folk are calling. Next, we have a story for you. It is titled, Who is that girl? Written by Kaveri Keshavasami. Kaveri is a budding author who grew up learning her green from the trees and brown from the dusty towns of urbanizing India. A lawyer by education and a banger by profession, Kaveri has always had writing as her first love. She presents the world in a simple rhythmic meter seen through the lens of childlike curiosity and innocent imagination. Writer A. Khairunisa of Butterfingers fame describes Kaveri as an author to look out for. In her book, The Perfect Face and Other Stories, she brings the human spirit into sharp focus through her soulful narration of the way people interact. Let us now listen to the story, Who is that girl, from this collection. Meera Siddharthan narrates the story. It was the first day of school. Pia's son was excited about his new school bag and uniform. As she dropped him off at school and hugged him goodbye, he was already squirming out of her hold and trying to run off and make new friends. Just then, 
Pia caught sight of the class teacher talking to a fellow teacher while holding a little girl's hand. Something was very different about the child. She seemed to not focus on anything and kept tugging at her collar. She was aloof and very quiet in an otherwise exciting environment. Pia tried to forget what she saw but worried that if her son saw the girl he might feel scared. He was smart and intelligent, had been reading books at second grade level and was a mad wizard. She paused her train of thoughts for a moment and decided she was worrying unnecessarily. But as she drove to work, they came back. Those questions she did not want to think about. Will her son know to stay away from kids who are not like himself? Will he continue to learn at the same pace he has been learning? Will he show signs of slowing down? She worried. She was obsessed with this so much that she observed her son closely for changes in behavior or temperament. In the next few weeks, she saw him doing his assignments and playing with his cousins just as always and decided that it didn't matter to him who else he studied with. One day, she spotted him crouched over his desk. She smiled widely when she noticed him drawing a bunch of flowers and making a card for his friend Seema. His teacher had shared with the class that it was her birthday the next day and everybody could make their own cards to wish her. In a world fraught with to and from, she was happy her son wrote dear and love. Pia was glad to see that his lunchbox that used to come home half eaten or sometimes completely untouched had started to come back empty. The new school and his friends were having a positive effect on him. Well, that and he was a growing boy who probably sprung an appetite finally or the new masala she has been using is booking its charm. She remarked one day how happy she was that he ate his whole meal. He grinned and said, No ma, we share our lunches. My friend likes your cooking so much. Pia smiled. Ah, so that is the mystery behind the empty lunchbox. Nevertheless, she was glad. He got along so well with everybody. Sharing lunches meant he broke into a social circle and had good bangable friends. One evening, he asked for a bunch of popsicle sticks that Pia used for her craft work. An hour later, when Pia came around to check if he was done crafting and suggest that it was time to clean up, she noticed it was already packed and put away and the popsicle sticks were arranged in a neat line on the table. He pointed to them excitedly and said, My best friend taught me how to do that. Pia was impressed to find such a remarkable difference in her otherwise active lazy kindergartner. Active when it came to playing and starting new projects and lazy when it came to packing or putting away his toys and books. Some weeks later, when it was time to pick her son up from school, she reached the parking lot a little early. She got down and waited with the only other mother at the school gate. Her name was Maya. 
they made small talk and found out that their kids were in the same class. Pia was telling Maya how the school and his new friends had had such a positive influence on her son. Maya was very happy too with the school and how quickly her daughter had made some friends. Parents slowly started to arrive to pick their kids up and the parking lot got fuller by the minute. As they stood talking about children, school, lunch ideas and the weather, the bell rang. All parents and caregivers who had come to pick up their children from school inched towards the gate. Pia expressed her concern to Maya about children with special needs in the same classroom as their kids but was glad that their kids seemed quite unaffected by them and progressed at an appreciable speed. Before Maya could respond, the playground on the other side of the gate became somewhat of a marathon track. As classes were dismissed and students came running towards the gate, the parents looked at the barrage of smiling faces, muddy shoes, dangling ribbons and untucked shirts, searching for their little minions. Just as Pia spotted her son, he stumbled and fell face first. Her heart beat wildly. None of the other children seemed to notice. They were all in a hurry to reach the gate first. Something happened just then, something that Pia had never wanted to happen. The girl she had seen on the first day of school, who had held the teacher's hand and stood awkwardly, was looking at her son from a few feet away. Slowly and cautiously, she approached the fallen boy. She was being shoved herself, but she reached the boy and helped him out. Out of the blue, she hugged him tight, and slowly they walked hand in hand to the gate, the boy smiling through his tears and a broken tooth and scraped knees, the girl quiet and aloof, just holding his hand. When they reached the gate, Pia told Maya, This is my son, Pranav, and uh, that is the girl I was talking to you about earlier. Should we call a teacher? I don't know if her parent is here yet. Her friend responded, No, thank you. This is my daughter, Seema. Pia stared back and didn't say a word. Maya continued, You were right. She is autistic and non-verbal. But that is not why she is special. She is special because she cares, is warm and is a fantastic friend. Pia was too stunned to talk. She stammered. I am so sorry. I did not know. I... Her friend cut in. For my Seema? Oh, don't be. We are as good as good can be. Please take care of Pranav's niece. I hope he feels better soon. See you around. And she walked away. Pranav let go of the girl's hand and looked up at his mother and declared, Ma, finally you met her. That is my best friend. She loved the card I made for her. She likes your food so much. She teaches me new games all the time. Can she visit us sometime? That brings us to the end of this episode featuring two women writers of India from two different generations. Hope you enjoyed listening to their works as much as we enjoyed making it. This is Sriji Gopinathan signing off from CET 93 FM.